Hello, my name is Joseph Carlson, and this is episode 77 of Gaming with Grief, and I'm calling this episode Making It Mean Something, and I'll get into that later, but let me do the intro first. Uh, again, this podcast will hit my website Monday morning at 7 a.m. That's www.gamingwithgrief.com. Go there, uh, leave a comment, let me know what you think of the episode, what I can do to improve the episode. I will be talking a little bit about how I'm improving the episodes coming up, but long story short, go there, leave a comment. You can share and download the episode from the website itself. Uh, go there or go to iTunes, uh, subscribe to the podcast, give me some stars, some likes. It's the gaming, the gaming with grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. Uh, again, give me stars, likes, all that kind of stuff. Leave a comment below, but let me know what you think. Uh, that would help me out a lot. Or if you want to drop me a direct line, go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Go there, drop me a line. Let me know what you think of the show. Uh, or you know, if you want me to read something over the air, I will. Uh, if not, I won't. If it's private for whatever reason, let me know. Uh, but leave that there. That are those are good ways to get a hold of me. So um, yeah. So I'm calling this episode "Making It Mean Something" uh, because I actually talked to my therapist about this, and I was thinking about it a lot. Uh, he started asking me about the podcast. Uh, I guess I'm being very honest about therapy. Uh, again, I'm not a licensed therapist. Um, but I do go to a licensed therapist, so I guess I have a little bit of experience. Uh, I've been going for a couple years now, about a year and a half. Anyway, no, about two years. Anyway, long story short, I'm going to a therapist, uh, and my wife and I are going together as well. We're doing couples therapy, uh, just trying to get through some issues. I've talked about it before, but I this week I talked to my therapist. It was a solo session, and I guess I'm just going to be completely honest with you guys and talk about what I talked about. Um, cause he asked me about the podcast, uh, how it was doing. I said, it's good. I'm so many episodes in, uh, but like I've said on the podcast publicly, I felt I kind of went away from the gaming with grief part of the podcast where I, I, I do not always connect the, um, episodes with grief, which is kind of a failing. Um, but I, I'm in a unique position where I've recorded several episodes and I'm ahead. In fact, I'm recording this episode and I have, three other episodes ready to go, which means I'm three weeks ahead. This will be four weeks, um, which will allow me to be in a better position to really focus in and dive deep into um, games, uh, video games I don't want to play that have to do with grief. I think I've mentioned them before, but I'm going to keep the one I'm doing uh, currently uh, a secret, so it kind of comes out of left field. Long story short, I want to focus more on grief, and I did talk to my therapist about this uh, on my last se- uh, last uh, therapy session I had, and um, you know I've really been thinking about it. Strange enough, because I've been playing a lot of D and D. If you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I am running a campaign and I'm a player in a campaign. Um, I killed the character uh, that I was playing. It wasn't for a thing that I was bored of playing him. I think he was a very strong character. I kind of liked where he was going, so I was looking forward to playing him more, but for reasons that I don't really want to get into, because I think some people that actually play the campaign uh, listen to the podcast or they'll be involved in the campaign, uh, I don't want to ruin uh, why I killed him, but it was a story reason. Um, but I think the new character, the NPC that I've rolled up, that will drive some of the story in the game, He's uh, came to the, uh, literally on the player's doorsteps, uh, he's not really a harbinger of doom, but he just needs help with something that he's in the middle of. So he will ask the players to help him. Uh, he had 
a death in the family. And so here's where the grief part comes in. I've been doing a lot of research because I want to be a better DM. Um, coming up in the next few weeks, you guys will listen to the Dragon Age uh, recap I did with two of the, we were, I was able to get two out of the three players that were in the campaign on there. Um, it touched on death a little bit because obviously there was a war going on. In this D&D campaign, uh, like I said, I want to be a better DM and everything, so I've been doing a lot of research online. Uh, the, the Dungeon Dudes uh, I really love on YouTube. Uh, I'm actually going to go to their Patreon and give them some money today because there's a couple of Patreons that I just haven't been getting a lot of, so I'm going to cancel those. It might just be one. Long story short, I'm going to contribute to them. If you like good D&D content, I recommend going over there and checking them out. You can just watch the videos on YouTube and stuff for free, uh, well, except for the ads, and you don't have to give their Patreon. I'm just doing it because I like their content so much, so um, I recommend doing that. Long story short, I've been going down a lot of rabbit holes with lore in different... Um, D&D people, uh, there's the official D&D, the Todd Talks, and uh, Dragon Talk, where they do deep dives into classes and places. They have the creators talk about some of the module books they've written, like Eberron and the, uh, the um, Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, which are really great to see creators talk about their works. And um, long story short, uh, with the Dungeon Dudes especially, when I was creating my new character, you know, one of the most cliched things uh, that they bring up, and I watched one of their Q&As later on, uh, they have a video, it's like the top five most cliched backstories for a character, and one of them is death, is, uh, you know, your parents dying, or, you know, someone that you're very close to dying, and that gives people revenge to go out and fight, you know, the big bad of the world, it's easy to connect, okay, my parents died in a raid, all of a sudden, you're going after the people that started the raid, and you're going to kill them because they killed your parents. And I agree that that is a cliched backstory for most characters. Uh, you know, to say, yeah, my parents are dead. I think one of my characters did it a long time ago. It's been a long time. I've been playing D&D since I was 14 or so. So uh, I'm 40. Uh, right now, I'm going on 41. So that's a long way to go back in my memory banks. But the long story short is that it is a cliched backstory to have a loved one die, but I don't necessarily think that that is bad. Um, I don't disagree with the Dungeon Dudes. Like I said, it is cliched, but I think um, not just me or people that exper have experienced loss in their lives. We've seen tons of movies uh, and we've read tons of books where they would, like the author or the writer or the screenwriter or whatever, or the actor will portray somebody who's experienced a major loss when they have never experienced that kind of loss in their life. And it is moving and fulfilling. And it is something that, uh, you know, my wife and I a few weeks ago talked about hereditary. And I don't think Tony Collette had a child pass away. Uh, in her life or a miscarriage. I don't know for sure. I don't want to speak to her. But it, uh, at least I haven't found any evidence of that in interviews and things. But she did an amazing job portraying that her daughter uh, had passed away in that or, you know, she had death in the family. And it was amazing how she portrayed that. And I think it was spot on, um, especially somebody who's uh, lost kids. I think it was great. So that is kind of where I'm coming at it from D&D. You could have no knowledge of parents really passing away, but it could mean a lot more if they do and you're able to weave that into the campaign. Uh, my character, to just tell some backstory, um, he is um, uh, a variant human, which is a very complex way of saying that he's, um, he's kind of a mix. He's a mix of a djinn, which is an air elemental, and a human woman. 
so he is a half breed, basically what they call in the game half breed, whatever half. I, I think they call it variant human now, uh, but it used to be like a half whatever. You could still be like a half orc or a half elf. Long story short, he just to set up his thing. He has certain abilities because he's half air elemental, and he is a storm sorcerer, which. You could say, wow, that's really cliched, an air elemental that also could control the storms. Yes, it is, but I think I actually lean into cliches and things like that because I think it can add more to the story. And I'm doing it again with the death of uh, the parent. In this case, the mother passed away, and it wasn't through an amazing war or a raid or a battle. She wasn't fighting off people trying to kill her kid in a carriage. She didn't have to put me in a moat. Uh, which is another cliche in a basket. She died of what my character will call the wasting sickness, which is a, a I think, a medieval term uh, for cancer, or at least what in this game I'm calling cancer. So my mother died of cancer. So uh, and he was younger when it happened. Uh, things happened to him because of that. Uh, not anything, um, you know, like people didn't come and raid his village right after his mom died. But his father at that point. Uh, he was a good father, but obviously was the only uh, parent. So that affected their relationship. Just like, you know, in real life, when my father passed away, uh, my mom was the only person, uh, you know, to, uh, she was my only parent. And it was rough, uh, you know, to have one parent and not uh, be able to call on that other parent in a time of need. I was closer to my father than I was to my mother. Long story short, I think cliches can mean something, hence the title of this, making it mean something. And I think death can mean something for characters in the game. It doesn't just need to be a simple line in a character sheet that says, yes, my parents died. Uh, there is more, uh, you know, the five stages of grief don't go in order. Uh, that's been spoofed and parodied a lot. Uh, there is five stages of grief. He is angry at his mother dying, obviously. I'm angry at my mom dying. Uh, but not because I feel that she was wronged. Or maybe she was wrong. Maybe she didn't deserve to get cancer. Uh, but the idea is that will shape how his outlook on the world. That, you know, he is kind of... These things he's doing are even more important. Because he has seen someone literally waste away and die. Uh, and maybe they have unfinished business. It could be something as simple as maybe she wanted to go to a particular place where she was from. Or experience something. And she'll never be able to get to do that. So uh, my character maybe took on that uh, in his backstory, you know. Uh, maybe there's certain things that she told him. You know, when he was young, she was telling him stories of where she was from. Because, again, I don't want to give away a lot of the story. But her father and mother were definitely from different places in the D&D universe. Um, I'm kind of researching Jin right now. It seems like they kind of just occupy a certain plane of existence and then come down when they're on vacation. But they are also there's some slavery aspects of it. Uh, when someone finds a Jin or courts them or does something for a djinn, the djinn can grant them wishes and then it is the stereotypical thing of Aladdin where they're pretty much bound to that person until those wishes are uh, used up and then the djinn can be released. Long story short, uh, air elementals are somewhat immortal from what I can see or at least they live a very long time. Um, and the idea is that my father has these amazing stories because he has been around the multiverse in a way that maybe other creatures haven't. And his mother is a very grounded human being. Uh, they fell in love. There's a big backstory. I'm actually going to write a short story uh, based on how they fell in love. But I think, again, uh, the death of his mother will affect and obviously has to affect the way my character looks at the world and how he looks at other people. 
where you know we don't know when the wasting sickness or cancer uh, is going to hit people. Uh, how um, you know that would be interesting too in a game. It, basically, what I was talking to my therapist about is like, you know, I think games in um, I think games pretty much uh, universally do a pretty je- bad job with death. Um, I'm not. I'm, there's a lot of independent titles. Again, I'm covering some games here on the website that I'll be covering more in depth, uh, and I'm looking forward to doing that. Um, but big AAA games, I don't think do a good job um, dealing with death or even how people deal with death, and I think that can be a big problem. You know, when you, uh, you know, when you try to portray that, like I was telling my therapist, it's about articulation of these ideas and feelings. Um, I have been bad and good about them before, you know, maybe how I've treated my wife or said things to my wife uh, that, you know, she doesn't understand, which is one of the reasons why, um, you know, we went to therapy because I, you know, you, you, you can't, um, you know, I love my wife and I don't want to, I don't want to say anything wrong or do anything to hurt her. And, uh, you know, I was being very blunt, but I really talked to my therapist this time about um, diving into why death is important, even in games. And how we can articulate that. So yeah, I do agree with the sentiment out there that a cliched backstory is your parents dying in a fire that was perpetrated by bandits. And now you're going after the bandits because they killed your parents. Um, But I think there's more subtlety in those cliches. And I think for that reason, my character is based off very cliched backgrounds. I mean, I'm an air elemental that can control air elements. Like that's pretty on brand um for my character um i know there's been some ratings online and even the dungeon dudes agree and don't think the storm sorcerer is that powerful i don't think it's about you know obviously if you want to be a damage dealer you'd probably pick another class um long story short i think that um in this game although i am an npc i will be playing him in another campaign Um, And I really want to dial down um, and maybe not bring the group down or bring any person down or get really serious because there's moments of levity in D&D and things. But I want to really focus in on what the death of his mother means to him in the long run and what it means to, you know, what is happening in the world. I'm not going to say that uh, there's a big, I mean, there is a big event uh, I was pretty honest with the group when I said I'm trying to create a bigger universe and multiverse within D&D. So I'm trying to widen the scope of what D&D uh, could be in a way. And again, I don't want to give anything away because some people are, will be in the campaign that are listening to this. But that even will go into the fact of my, uh, you know, my character Galen, his mother dying. Uh, it's going to mean a lot more to him because there's going to be more at stake. Um, you know, maybe I haven't really started to play him, so maybe he'll start to think about other people and how this event or events that will take place will affect them. You know, um, will they become refugees? Will they lose their parents as well in a battle? Like, how bad will all this be? How is he going to convey to the players uh, that this is serious and that, you know, I don't think players uh, think about really because um, two of the players actually had tragedy uh, they basically had a birthmark that made them, uh, their tribe, their Leonins, their tribe was very superstitious. Uh, and they, one of the characters had a birthmark and the tribe basically marked him for death, uh, because of his birthmark. And so there's two characters that are brothers. So obviously the brother, they didn't want to see each other die. They were whisked away. How does that affect 
them, and I really want to dive into this with them. You know, you were you were marked for death, and their thing right now is revenge, which again is a cliche thing of you come after me, I come after you. But uh, I've introduced things in the campaign, and they will start going after the people that um, you know that went after them. But like, is it going to be worth it? Uh, are they going to hunt down every single person that went after them, the whole tribe? Or are they just going to go after the people that are responsible? Uh, we talked about that a little bit. I don't really know if they've made out their minds. But death hangs heavy on uh, a lot of the characters. One of the characters uh, made a mistake to a god uh, of death. and Well, the god of poison, which is technically the god of death. Um, and they made a mistake. They didn't come through when the god requested something. I talked about this a few weeks ago. Long story short, the god was upset and punished him by killing members of his his people. He was a triton. They're kind of aquatic people. Uh, this god took it as a slight that he trusted this person or at least gave him a task. The person failed. And so uh, the god killed um, his you know clansmen or people. So... For me, that is a note of when is this going to come up again? Are his people going to hear about this? I haven't really decided. You know, Has the god decided to tell people, I'm doing this because one of your people crossed me in a very bad way and now I'm going to punish you? Was there survivors? Are they going to come back to their settlement and be like, you've done this to us? Are they going to ostracize him? Um, I think the character would be okay with being ostracized. Uh, his motivation uh to be a character was kind of like the lone wolf uh which again is another cliche i have nothing to live for there's no reason to do any of this and yes for me that is a very another cliche thing of maybe his parents are dead he hasn't really explored that but he has literally led to the death of his people you know he doesn't know the extent of that yet i haven't really figured that out in the campaign but that will follow him so then how is he going to incorporate the meaning of that death into uh his character and the rest of the game you know and um these are the things that i i think it does mean something you know again it's cliched to talk about all this about oh you wrong someone they kill people you care about and then you go after him but right now the character the triton that had his people killed he's at the point where he's still kind of in shock of like i've made a horrible mistake i don't think he's at the point yet where he's going to start going after these people and i think that's interesting as well you know, you in grief can either dive in and say, here's why I'm feeling why I'm feeling and I really need to work on these issues. Um, or you could say, I don't want any part of this. I want to retreat. Um, I uh, have been guilty of that. And that's one of the reasons I went to therapy. Um, I would kind of go into our den in our house and I would kind of shut down for a while and I wouldn't talk to my wife. And that went on for a couple weeks. Uh, I didn't do anything destructive. I kind of just messed around on YouTube and just basically tried to be as alone as I could as much as I could, which is bad. Um, you know, you need companionship and stuff like that. And I want that to come out in the campaign, which may seem kind of heady. It could be a simple thing of him talking to maybe some of his people and they're like, hey, we don't want to talk to you or you're going to have to do a lot. Or maybe it will lead to a quest where they said, listen, you have harmed us in a terrible way, but here's a small way that you can make it up to us. You know, maybe you need to find uh, this thing that was stolen from our tribe or you are now ostracized, you know? Um, or it, hey, this happened, these people died, but these other people fled. 
because they saw the death and they were afraid and they barely escaped with their lives. You need to find these people and bring them back to us and tell them that everything is okay. You need to make it right with these people. Maybe they're more um, refugees or they're orphans or they've survived this attack that this God has perpetrated and he needs to make it right. And again, I want to make it mean something that he's, you know, because again, he could that could happen in a game and just not mean anything. Yeah, five or six or whatever, however many. I think he saw about five or six, but it could be more. A few of your countrymen died. What are you going to do? Well, um, that could just be another part. Yep, they're all mad at you. On top of it, uh, one of the other characters, uh, he's kind of, um, he's a satyr. And he kind of, uh, well, he's a rogue. And his sister did something. I want to really deep, in, deep dive into this. And I really want him to have an effect on his uh, village. Not in a way that I'm not going to kill his sister. I think that would be one too much and too dark. What I think is going to happen is um, he's really going to start running up into people because the satyrs in the book are the type of people that are, um, you know, they're kind of happy-go-lucky, they're kind of up for anything, they're down to party, uh, don't really have a care. But I think he's going to start running into people that have an opposite view of that. And I think that I read some lore things on some creatures I wanted to use and some people that were in the world. And um, I think it'll be an amazing possibility for him to really deep dive into that and find out there's another way to be a satyr. That you don't have to be a cliched kind of party boy or party girl or party satyr or whatever and kind of live your life carefree. There is people with motivations you know, satyrs maybe want to make some money. There's all these little things that I want to uh, weave into the campaign. And I've already expressed to the group that I enjoy doing one-off campaigns. I like uh, the group splitting up. I like being able to, you know, take someone on a one-on-one session and really diving into who they are as a character and really giving them maybe just a piece of the puzzle that the rest of the group doesn't have. And based on the person they've made and role-played, they can share that with the group or not share with that, that with the group. And I think that's powerful because, one, you're giving them just a little bit of inside information that helps with the party but also i think it makes a player feel special when maybe they have a piece of the pie that the rest of the group doesn't understand i really like the actual player i played with them a lot uh my friend ben who passed away it's his half brother uh and we played a lot years ago we played together and now we're playing together again uh D after a long break and it is interesting to see his character kind of emerge as this even though he's a rogue and he does kind of party it up he loves a good drink he has really kind of started to dial into what's going on in the world and he's doing things that are surprising me he when my character died exocles uh died um everybody just called him echo for short um, he actually asked what happened to him because my other character appeared um, in basically it looked like Echo was killed by my new character Galen, but that is not the case. I don't again want to give it away, but um, he actually cared about Echo um, and they had some conversations, um, you know, here and there lightly uh, during the campaign and he was actually in the beginning was very um, adversarial to him because he got in, uh, Echo was in, introduced in the group early. He didn't like him. And then they talked a little bit, not much, but I think there was enough of a thread there for them to kind of trust each other. And Echo will come back in a capacity. And I think he will have a, um, a kindred spirit in this satyr, which will give him more, you know, may, one, make the player feel special, but won't, not overpowered. And maybe Echo will give him information that the rest of the group doesn't have. So it's a way to be able to pull all these things together. And even Echo's death has to mean something because he's not just going to die and disappear. 
There's a reason why he perished. He was trying to save someone. He basically sacrificed himself so another druid wouldn't die. And it cost him his life. And uh, that is going to play into the campaign uh, even more. So, um, yes, I want that to be, like, pull it out even more. And I really want to dive in. So what's going to happen is next week in the campaign, uh, uh, next Saturday, we have a session. It will probably be much shorter than the other sessions. But the following time that we get together, um, they will be one-on-one campaigns um, with people. Uh, so that way they can really kind of drive into their, um, their, uh, you know, their class and their feelings and things like that. Um, I'm still debating whether maybe next week leading up doing a one-on-one session or I don't know. The long story short, um, I think what I want to do is, I don't know. I want, I I need there to be a big event. They're going to, going to travel somewhere, which is going to be pretty important to the story. Uh, but I kind of want everybody on board with it, and I want everybody to feel like they're having a good time. I'm still debating. I'm taking more notes than I normally take because I'm just getting flush with ideas. Uh, what I've, uh, you know, what I'll, I'll talk about this. I'll probably do an episode um, after, um, you know, the the uh, Dragon Age um, when we recap the Dragon Age thing, which has already been recorded. But I'll be. It would. There were big episodes like. Probably like one of the players uh, that was in the group, Martin, he was on a few weeks ago. Um, he did make a joke that those were the longest episodes uh, that I had ever done. I think each of them were about two hours. One was about an hour and a half. I think the other one was like an hour and 45 minutes. So uh, yeah, they are the longest episodes I've done so far. But of course, there's more people and you have a bigger conversation. There was more to go over with. Uh, but I think maybe after that, I've done enough. I've been on the player side luckily and the dm side kind of back in the swing of things i'll probably do a thing of like a like um or you know what i might do is i'm thinking about this maybe when everybody gets to the 10th level mark maybe we'll have the whole group kind of get together for like a check-in like you know what are you maybe i'll do a one-on-one thing because you know, that way they're not giving something away their character. They don't want the other players to hear. And really kind of talking to them about how do you think things are going. Because uh, this is another idea that the Dungeon Dudes brought up about just checking with their characters to make sure that, you know, not only are they having fun, that's obviously the number one thing, to make sure that people are being challenged enough, that they, their characters are growing in the way that they want. Uh, is there a path forward for these people? Do they feel like, ah, you know, this isn't really... Like, again, the Leonins are a great example if they go after these people, uh, this other tribe that has wronged them, are they going to be like, that's great, like, we, we killed them, well, we're done, we don't care about anything, you know, it's this this was our purpose, you know, is that enough to pull them through the rest of the game, or are they going to find something else, be like, ooh, this is really important, you know, um, or um, there's some other things that I could give as, as prizes to, uh, you know, the characters, um, but I want to make it worth it, so, yeah. Um, other than that, um, I think that, uh, I am trying and kind of like growing and trying to make the death in the games mean something. Um, and I'll continue to do so. Um, and like I said, maybe we'll check in at like the 10 level mark to make sure that everybody is kind of excited and where they want to be and, um, things like that. So I think that's it this week, guys. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, be safe out there. The election's coming up. Be kind. Uh, there's people that I don't agree with sometimes, but, um, you know, hey, it's going to be whatever happens uh, with the election. It'll be a kind of a new beginning. 
So uh, with that, I'll leave you guys. Remember, uh, this will hit my podcast, www.gamewithgrief, at um, Monday morning at 7 a.m. Go there. Uh, you know, you can download, you can share, you can also leave me a comment, let me know what you think of the uh, podcast. Um, or uh, you can go to iTunes, uh, the Gaming with Grief podcast with Joseph Carlson. Go there, give me some stars, some suggestions, some likes, all that kind of stuff. Let me know what you think. Or you can go to gwgpodfellows at gmail.com. Go there, let me know what you think of the show, uh, write me an email. Um, yeah. I think that's it this week, guys. So you know what? With that, you guys be safe, and I will talk to you guys next week. Thank you.